I have heard you on the radio. Put one hand on your radio. Our show is reality. I don't have to read, act, or think. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? Turn on that radio and back here. We can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Put one hand on your radio. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 709. I'm Paul Silberto. Rob Doherty, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman. Good morning, Rob. Hey, how are we doing today, Paul? Doing good. Welcome in. Good to see you again. It's nice. Great weekend. Uh, Dan Hoos, our Director of Communications in Sullivan County, is here. Al, before we get started, Dan, uh, we're going to get a photo out on um, our... uh, my Facebook page, Catskills News Talk Facebook page as well. Um, but I did get a phone call just a few seconds ago. Mrs. Pinienski from Manga Valley called. When you're done wearing her tent, she wants it back. Uh-huh. Thanks. Hey. Well, that looks like either a tent or drapes. I'm not sure which one. You like that shirt? Not at all. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm on radio. No, no, no. I knew it looks good. <laughs> You just double down, don't you? You do anyway. have a face Good morning, radio. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. All right, coming up this hour, Dan has our Sullivan County update. Oh, man, look at the, the socks. I match. have matching socks. You plug those suckers in or what? <laughs> uh, Kaz from Border Water Outfitters has our Catskills news talk. 92.5-94.9 Fishing and River Report. And in a little bit, we'll speak with Executive Chef. Jody Cummings. The highlight of the show. There you go. It's all happening this morning here on Silberto and Friends. I'm Paul Silberto. Again, Rob Doherty, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman, and that fashion plate. Oh, yeah. Dan Host, Director of Communications. Sullivan County. (laughs) It's good to see both you guys. Yes. (laughs) What do you mean, eh? Yeah. Did you did you see the two of us uh, in the paper the other day? Uh, uh, in you the Sullivan do? County Democrat. What you guys do now? Oh, uh, Rob talked to uh, the Caduceus Lake columnist Susan Brown Otto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he talked to her about uh, the proper pronunciation of Canusa Lake, where I where I grew up. <laughs> the proper, I thought and, it was Canusa, and, who's, and, and that made it into her column. Yeah. And whose pond is yeah, there? Whose pond it feeds so, into Canusa Lake? So, so that's I'm where just I grew saying, up. I'm just saying he might have some credibility. So you're yeah. saying it's Canusa, not Canosa. Uh, it depends on who you talk to, even in town. But I grew up saying Canusa. Uh, the phonetic pronunciation, I would think, would be Canosa. Right. But uh, Canusa. But Susan actually even sort of had to spell it out in her column and everything. And uh, right. Yeah. And she, I was like, how did this conversation come up? And then you read a little farther. It's like talking to Rob Doherty. I was like, oh no. And then it, he brought my name into it. And say, well, Dan, who says it, Canusa? That's what I said. Uh, yeah. I know. I don't know that I'm the authority, how do you, but how it was do you enjoyable. Pronounce it Canosa. Okay, there <laughs> right. we go. And I do Canusa. So, yeah. You know, it, it, it's like Houston and Houston Street, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> tomato, tomato. You know what I'm saying? I mean, wow. but Houston there, but, and Houston. But there is a Houston pond, you said. There is a Houston uh-huh. pond. And is that any relation? Well, not the pond. I mean. Yeah, it's named after my great-grandfather. Oh, cool. He, he enlarged the dam that was there, generated electricity. Well, how did your uh, great-grandfather it, so. pronounce it? Uh, I have no idea. Okay, because that you know that could be the answer to the question. Well, I, I I don't think his father went off the rails and just started naming, saying it differently. You don't think so? No. Well, how do you know? He's the one that went off the rails. Well, oh, great! Uh, the see, yeah, I should have known. That, I set this up minutes ago and had no yeah. idea. That, you know, Rob, you do have a good point. All right, smart man, you do have you do have a very very good point. So, uh, yeah, well, I, whether you pronounce it Canusa or Canosa. It's, it's a great place. It's a great place. It really it, is. It really yes. is. So. so I know we're going to have our Sullivan County update coming up uh, this hour, but uh, <laughs> let's touch on some of the things going on because, again, a lot of great things at the overdose awareness uh, night last week and mm-hmm. so many other things leading up to that. And really hard to believe that we're wrapping up uh, such a, a busy summer. Summer's, Considering it's going to be... Yeah. I mean, I said this the other day. I mean, the summer started with long sleeves and ends with yeah. tank tops. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think we got our heat wave in April, <laughs> and then we went back into fall, and then we had a couple warm days, and now we're getting the summer heat wave. I, I've been saying this to my wife for like two years now that the seasons t- tend to have moved. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 
They're a little different now. Well, I had mm-hmm. asked your wife about that, and she said she doesn't know because she never listens to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lovely wife. I know you do. That's yeah. why. And even more, even lovelier because she doesn't listen to you. All right? I mean, come on. Let's get let's get the facts. She has survived for 30 years somehow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> By not listening to you. When you meet her, you'll yeah. know. You'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I see how I'm, you've done this. Exactly. Yep. That's uh-huh. what I'm trying to say. So. Well, did he? Did he ever tell you how, how quickly he proposed to her? No, I never. Yes. Wait, hold on. We got to hear this story. Yes. Okay, so I met my wife on her birthday. Uh, she was 21 at Michael's, which is now Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and some of my friends were enjoying some uh, adult beverages. And uh, she walked in, and I said, I'm going to marry that girl. <laughs> Come on. That's a true story. It really did. And, and then my friend said, finish your <laughs> shot. So I finished my shot, and I walked over. We started talking. Uh, it was like a Wednesday or Thursday. I asked her out. We went out the following Tuesday. And then 10 days later, I asked her to marry me. Are you serious? That's yeah. all true. Who would have known that 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 probably the love story of the county was owned by Rob Doherty? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think it, would you? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, you I, don't I, seem like the warm and fuzzy Hallmark soon, movie type I, guy. But as you soon are. as I saw her, I, I said, that's a girl I'm going to marry. What wow. did you wonder what she was thinking though? Exactly. You know? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> no, but from now on, it's from now on, it's going to be Rob H. M. Darty for homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's me. The funny, the funny thing about it is, I do like rom coms, and she hates. Oh, she hates. Them. You know? <laughs> Unless it's like educational or something like that, she doesn't want to hear. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She's a documentary the, person all yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Now the truth comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you should have the two of them on together <laughs> sometime. Oh, you should. You, my, you, <laughs> should. you we're going to the same place. I think next month we'll invite her to come in as well. Yep. I'll get the real story. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. I love my wife, but getting her up at seven o'clock would be a, oh. it would be a chore. Wow. Oh, it might. It might she might find it worth it, though, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't believe you said that. Yeah. So, anyway, more on the love story that is Rob Darty coming up as our morning goes on. Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 Weather. Today, mostly sunny, a high of 87. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 64. Tomorrow, sunny, high of 89. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low of 66. Thursday, mostly sunny with a chance of showers, afternoon thunderstorms, high of 90. Friday, partly sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms possible, high of 83. Currently in Sullivan and the Catskills, it is, what is it actually? It's mostly sunny. <laughs> it's mostly sunny, 66. Well, actually, it's been a little bit uh, foggy on my way in, what I have to it? say. A little yeah. fog, yeah. Mm-hmm. It might, might, be, might be haze. You know, that's... Been up three degrees since, since yeah. in, in fifteen minutes. There's, wow, that's because okay. Dan's shirt brightened it up. Yeah, oh boy! At least Ooh. I didn't go for the tank top weather he Mostly, talks about. Oh boy! Oh my 63. God! Please, no, it's Sullivan and the Catskills. <laughs> Silberto and friends. I'm in no mood for any more of your chipper chopper. Enough chipper chopper. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto, Rob Doherty, Legislative Chairman, Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County here on this Tuesday morning. And on the Catskills News Talk line now, by the way, Jody, this is the portion of the show that Rob Doherty referred to as the highlight of the that program. That is all true. That is true. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, how's that? You know, you like that? Does that make you feel good, Paul? Yeah, really great. <laughs> just, just wonderful. Thank you. We're talking thank you. today. Today we're talking about the fact there were three things. One, Dan, Dan stole Mrs. Pienski's drapes. Correct. Two, aye, aye, aye. It was hanging in the window. I just couldn't resist it's it. The Rob Doherty love story and Jody aye. Cummings, the highlight of the program. Uh huh. So there you there go. go. But, but she's the highlight every every month. There when, you go. When I'm on. So what's Thank going you. on? What are we talking about today? Well, I thought it'd be a good idea to revisit uh, freezing foods. Um, we haven't talked about that in a long, long time. I think it's one of our first topics. So I wanted to talk about uh, free. Well, probably the number one thing that people freeze typically. What's in your freeze? Well. I don't want to know what's in your freezer. <laughs> we've been down that we've been down that road. Well. Most most people. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, and I'll get to that in a minute. Most people are. You've got your meats, you know, meat, chicken in your freezer. So a couple of tips. The first thing is, and this is really important, and this also applies to your refrigerator. Do not overload your freezer. 
people think it's this like like a closet. <laughs> like they can just <laughs> put things in it and keep putting more in it until it just there's no room left, and that's really dangerous for actually even for your freezer itself and for the food because there's not enough airflow. The motor is going to be um, working overtime to kind of keep everything cold. So it's really important to keep a really good airflow within your freezer. And that that speaks to the fact you need to check your freezer and check what's in it every two or three months. Right, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you didn't tell me what two or three months. There's a lot of two or three months in the year. <laughs> we, we don't want any two-year-old soup in the freezer. Um, so... As far as freezing meats, my number one, and I've recommended these before, and I love them, are the vacuum sealers. Oh, they're great. Um, you can, aren't they great? You can get one nowadays um, for around $120, and I am telling you, you'll use them over and over again. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can actually freeze. Um, you could, if you, like, like, let's say you, you found a big you know, pot roast on sale or big bulk meat. You can cut that up and then vacuum seal it and freeze the portions. You can freeze um, cooked food. If you, have, you know, if you had le- leftover hamburgers, you could vacuum seal them. And what it does is it really eliminates all any any all air, and that's the biggest problem for the freezer is that if there's any air that's going to be open pockets of air around the meat of the chicken, that's going to um, affect moisture content. You're going to get ice crystals on the food. It's going to affect the quality of the taste and also the the texture of the meat or the chicken or the food. Um, it'll it'll have moisture when it comes out when you when you've thawed it. Um, on th- on thawing, this is really important. Do not ever should really never thaw your food on the counter um, because what's happening is as the middle as the middle of the food is thawing out, the outside is already thawed, and that's growing bacteria. So just like you wouldn't leave raw meat on your counter for a couple of hours, you should never leave frozen. If you're defrosting, you should take it out the night before. Um, and defrost you, it in the fridge? Yes, defrost it in the fridge. In a pinch, if you needed something um, from the freezer within you know a few hours, then you know hopefully your microwave has a good defrost um, setting on it, and that helps. But you really want to defrost in the refrigerator. What's this thing about defrosting in cold water, cold running water? Is that does that work? Yes, it does. That does help. I would I would suggest doing that. Like I I do that. I'll do that for that works really well for shrimp um, because it's got a shell. So it, as long as the the food is in a package, yes, that is safer than just plain raw um, on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and as simplistic as this sounds, people don't do it, and they should label and date what's going into the Paul, freezer. Paul, you hear that? <laughs> Say that again, Jody, please. <laughs> <laughs> label and put the date. You want to label it. What? It, what is it? What are you putting in the freezer? I I can't even tell you how many people I, I know. No, that's not true. I look at it. I can tell you that's some kind of meat. <laughs> right, yeah. Or something. Some, or something. some yeah. kind of meat. Or something, yeah. yeah. As soon as he knocks all the frost crystals off. <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you a question, Jody, again. Sure. We talked about don't overcrowd, don't thaw on the counter, thaw mm-hmm. in, the, in the fridge, or if your microwave has a good defrost setting uh rob just brought up something what about if you take something out and it does have those frost crystals on it does that mean it's no good or no it's fine it's gonna you know the best thing to do is to try to draw once it's thawed out is to um you know pat it dry unfortunately the ice crystals it might affect the flavor it's not going to typically affect it's not going to like increase chances of um any bacteria but i've and i've said this over and over again um, freezing does not kill bacteria. Correct. So if you were to buy, um, this is a great example. If you were to buy a, like a chick, a raw chicken, um, and you ended up, it sat in your refrigerator for a few days and you decided, Oh, you know what? I'm going to freeze it. Make sure it's still safe in terms of smell it, you know, before you freeze it, because if it's borderline, um, that you should have, you know, used it, putting it in the freezer is not going to, do any it's not going to kill that bacteria that has been growing on that chicken that's really important once it's defrosted all that all of that bacteria comes right back to life so 
keep track of what's in your, what you buy and what's in your fridge. And then, you know, if you do need to freeze it and, you know, there's, I, I don't recommend using containers. Some people will just put food in a container and in their freezer. Again, that's going to develop. Um, there's going to be ice crystals, there's air, there's going to be air in that container that's going to really affect the quality and texture of the meat and the chicken. That's right. So if I had, if, if I would have had that two year old soup in something <laughs> like a bag instead of a container, it would have been fine, right? Uh, no, 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 exactly. no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> You've <All right>. never. <laughs> Executive chef Jody Cummings, check out her Facebook page. Click on through for my Facebook page or Catskills News Talk Facebook page. Uh, great, uh, great tips again. Um, for me, it's a learning experience. And uh, we will catch up again next week. All right. All all of your guests just walked out on you. Well, that would be. We we had to go throw up. That would be the (laughs) highlight of my show. Jody, have a great day. All right. Thanks, Paul. Executive (laughs) Chef Jody Cummings. Silberto and friends. We sure got a healthy appetite. That's because he's malnourished. He needs that. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 734. 26 till 8, Catskills News coming up at 8. Catskills News headlines. Here's Mike Sakal. The Sullivan County Sheriff's Office and their Deputy School Resource Officer at Eldred Junior Senior High School, along with the state police, are actively investigating threats made against Eldred Central School District and its students through Instagram. The district superintendent and school board chairman are involved in the investigation, and the district fully supportive of having a safe and timely opening of the school year. Eldred Central School students return to classes today. The State Board of Elections has recently become aware that individuals across multiple counties throughout the state have been going door-to-door impersonating County Board of Elections staff. Locally, Sullivan County Board of Elections Commissioner Lori Benjamin says no such incidents have been reported, making clear Sullivan County Board of Elections would not visit voters in person. And the National Weather Service issuing a heat advisory today beginning at noon until 7 this evening. Hot temperatures and high humidity may cause heat illnesses. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 8 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5-94.9. Time now for our Catskills News Talk fishing and river report. If Rob Doherty says that Jody Cummings is the highlight of the show, oh. I guess... Well, I don't know where, the, where that puts you, but I'm I'm glad you're with us anyway. It's Cause from Border Water Outfitters. He is super, super informative. There you go. Knowledgeable. But he's not I'm, as highlighted as Jody Cummings is highlighted. It's just my preference. Oh, wow. There you go, Cause. You, you are not my preference. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, Cause, you, your knowledge you know, is outstanding. Fails. Here we are on, on uh <laughs> On the radio, and all the doves are flying right over my head. Yeah, Kaz uh, is actually joining us on my iPad, dove hunting at the time. Yep, yeah. down in Lancaster, and uh, we're having a lot of fun here for the last two days. But uh, uh, I can just tell you that there's a lot of room around the doves because we missed a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what can I say, Kaz? We've got summer weather now, finally, and it's September. How are things um, when it comes to getting out and doing some fishing on the Upper Delaware River system with the uh, summer-like temperatures that we're getting? Well, uh, you forget about fishing down towards Long, Long Eddy, Calicoon, Lordville. Water temperatures are up a little bit too much there, uh, you know, especially with the heat coming, and it's going to continue. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a thermal release, but we may. And if we do, it would probably be sometime late this afternoon uh, just to cool it down uh, for tomorrow. But uh, all in all, you know, the uh, Upper West Branch and the Upper East Branch are still fishing real good. You know, we have a lot of trichos, clouds and clouds of trichos on the Upper East Branch. And uh, we're getting more and more isonychias throughout the entire system. But, uh, you know, everything's weightable. Uh, there's, they're releasing a little bit more water. So conditions are pretty good other than the bright sunny days, Paul. You know, you have to do it early. And uh, once the sun goes behind the hills... Your, you know, your your opportunities are much better, and you've got to be something that Rob and Dan and I can never be in that stealth like, correct? <laughs> exactly, you have to be stealthy. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, they call me Ninja Bob. Yeah, they oh do. My Among other things, but they call him Ninja Bob. Yeah. Well, because um, what do you what do you think? You think we're going to be looking at good fishing for an extended? 
period during the fall, being that we kind of got cheated this summer? Yeah, absolutely, Paul. You know, the reservoirs have a lot of water in them. They're both over, Cannonsville and Papacton are over 90%. Wow. Uh, and if we continue to get some rain and uh, more precipitation, you're going to find that the releases are going to be uh, getting larger. Good. All right. Well, good. That's good news, Then We do we do still have uh, quite a bit of time to do some good fishing on the Upper Delaware yeah. River system. Yeah, everybody's looking forward to the fall, Paul. All right. How can our uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you once you get back from dove hunting, of course, at Border Water <laughs> Outfitters? Cell phone 607-760-2270 or email bwo at hancock.net. And I might have to go over to Tanko Outfitters to get some more ammo because I'm burning it up down here. <laughs> well, did you bring your dove call? <laughs> I have, We have decoys, but no calls. But... Okay, there you go. Well, good luck, my friend. All right? Take care. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you Thursday. Thursday. That's yeah, right. there we Thursday. go. Cause Border Water Outfitters, our Catskills News Talk Fishing and River Report. Silberto and friends. Oh, that is just so much nonsense. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning, 743 now. I'm Paul Silberto. Silberto and friends, although today it is known as the romance of Rob <laughs> Darby. <laughs> Well, wasn't the romance of Rob Darty? I did the romancing. You did. That's a good. That's what I mean. I was like, no, I'm no. using the romance as kind of like to to, to to talk about your life as it is is just one big romance. The last thirty years of my life. There yeah. you go. So anyway, <laughs> never mind. I'm not even yeah. going to go there. <laughs> I am not even going to go there. Not a chance. Time now for our Sullivan County update. Sullivan County Director of Communications, Dan Oost. Dan, what's going on? Oh, we have a lot of exciting things going on. Uh, none of it includes Rob's love life. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh... Rob, you know how I know when Dan does have a lot of exciting things going on? Oh, my God. When he starts out and his voice goes up real high like it's oh, just... Oh, no. We have a lot of exciting things going on. This is just not my day today, <laughs> is it? Uh... So, anyway, let's hear and what's tomorrow's, going and tomorrow's on. not looking good either. <laughs> Thanks. So, we were talking about... <laughs> What's See going what I mean? on at the county? Right I mean? now, I sound yeah. like Pinocchio. Anyway, <laughs> we have a uh, recycling pilot program, a food scrap recycling pilot program. We're working on. We uh, got permission from the State Department of Environmental Conservation. Finally. Yes, on an idea that Rob has been championing for uh, well, two or three years three now. Years right? Now. Yeah. Um, about uh, getting our food waste uh, out of the regular waste stream and into composting. So, of course, methane gas is 82 times worse than carbon for air quality. Mm-hmm. And instead of burying it in landfills where that's all it would do, emit methane that we then have to burn off out of our landfill uh, or any other landfill, we're going to compost. A lot of people already do this in their own backyards, and that's great. This will not supplant that. We encourage people to keep doing that. But a lot of people don't compost in their own backyard and so this pilot program is designed to get everybody or at least as many people as are willing to participate involved in a composting program and if this one this pilot program meaning it's a test program is successful we're going to apply to the state to create a composting facility at our monticello transfer station the old landfill area but for right now the program the pilot program starts in october and we are accepting registrants for it. You have to register to be part of it. You can't just ship your food waste out to us and expect it to be composted. If you do that, it's going to be treated like the rest of the waste. You need to sign up for this by talking to our recycling coordinator, Cassie Thelman, who you can reach at 845-807-0291. That's 807-0291. She'll sign you up. Uh, I'm sure you'll still be one of the first 400 people to sign up who will get free starter kits. That includes containers that we will give you so that you can put your food in that because we don't want it in its packaging or in plastic or anything. It needs to go in these containers and then we will take uh, the food off your hands for free at our transfer station starting October 1st. So it's a really cool program. The legislature has gotten behind, once again, showing Sullivan County is sort of at the forefront of this kind of thing in the state. Um, we will be shipping it for the time being to Ulster County, who has the composting facility. But like I said, if it's successful, we have enough interest, we're going to uh, attempt to build one of our own facilities in Monticello. So a really great program. Another thing that the legislature has been uh, working diligently on is our broadband project. 
And initially that was envisioned solely as a broadband wireless project, but along came a new company, uh, actually uh, first formed uh, in Hancock called Archtop Fiber. They're now based in Kingston uh, at their uh, I-87 park over there. It's the former IBM uh, Tech City Park in Kingston. They're one of the first tenants there. They have 22 million square feet of, um, or tw- not square feet, 22 million feet of fiber optic cable ready to be strung all around the area. So Sullivan County has signed a memorandum of agreement with them to partner up to this public-private partnership where they will be stringing fiber, actual hard wire around the county, uh, it'll be, uh, in addition to Spectrum, uh, that'll be a, a, some competition that's going on, but also we will um, work with them to get the fiber strung to our cell towers, our emergency communication towers, to be able to still offer broadband wireless, especially for those what we call the last mile uh, locations, places that are just not feasible from a business and economic standpoint to string fiber optic cable to, but you can get a wireless signal there. And so people can still have high speed broadband internet. And I think as Rob can testify to having that service in Sullivan County is crucial to the growth of the County and the continued economic development of it. Um, Why are you staring at I'm me? looking at you cause I'm like, are you going to tell me no? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, we've discussed this several times with many organizations that this is the, 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 the key part of, of the, especially the western side of the county is growth. Yes. Um, and, you know, if you want to shape your county and your townships in a certain way, you have to have the necessary tools to do so. Yeah. And this company, it, it's fully, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, they've got the They've got the money. Yes. Uh, uh, so, uh, and they're looking to do the whole region, including even into Pennsylvania. So we'll have more to talk about that. Uh, I think we'll have a press release out this week explaining more of what's going on with that partnership. Also, we've been working actually with uh, Bold Gold Media and a number of other local media outlets to get out the word about medication for opioid use disorder. Uh, it's a campaign we're doing with Columbia University and the uh, National Institutes of Health to create awareness about the opioid use problem in uh, not only New York State, but across the nation. This is a multi-state effort, but we are particularly focused, obviously, on Sullivan County, which unfortunately has the highest opioid overdose rate in the state of New York. So this is part of a multi-pronged effort. We mentioned it. uh, We had um, uh, flyers out at International Overdose Awareness Day on Thursday, which you were at, Paul. Thank Uh you. Uh, it was good to see you there. And we continue to get the word out just to encourage people to get on medication to treat their opioid use disorder and stay on that for as long as their doctor says. It works. We've got local people to talk about it. We'll be debuting some videos this week or next with people who say, yes, it actually does work. And it's something that as long as you stick with it, you can recover from this. And then finally, coming up this Thursday, we have legislature meetings in the morning. Uh, so uh, I assume, Rob, you'll be there. I, I've only missed two. <laughs> yep. And then we'll also at 7, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. that evening, we invite everyone to tune into a Zoom meeting that we're going to be hosting with Pattern for Progress uh, about the Regional Economic Development Council for the Mid-Hudson, their strategic plan. The Economic Development Council is the one through which all the major state grants for which we apply get funneled. And it's important for Sullivan County to have a a spot, a seat at the table, if you will, on that, to let them know that we're just as important as our bigger, wealthier neighbors to the south, like Westchester or Orange Counties. There's a lot going on in Sullivan County. We've had the highest job growth rate uh, in the state for much of the past two years. We are a major player. We need to get our share of state grant funding to continue the development in the county. Well, this strategic plan will help them focus on that, and we need people to give public input. There is information on our social media page as to how to sign up because you have to register to get the Zoom link, but then that will just run a short period from 7 to 8.30 p.m. It will be about uh, us listening to the public, not the public listening to all of us speak. So I encourage people to be a part of that. And that's what we've got going on. Great things going on. Our Sullivan County update. Dan Hoos, Director of Communication, Sullivan County. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com. The click list. Click on the logo for Sullivan County. Silberto and friends. This is so cool. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. 
7.56. I'm Paul Silberto, Rob Doherty, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman. Quack, quack. Dan Host. Yes. <laughs> Our, I didn't give the time, though. Our Director of uh, Communications, Sullivan County. Thank you for being here on this uh, Tuesday morning. Coming up next hour, find out more of what's happening throughout Sullivan County. Find out a little bit more about the romance life of Rob Doherty. And next hour, our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. We will speak with Terry Grafmuller, our Liberty Rotary Club update. And we're going to talk to Shane Felipe again. We spoke with Shane the other day from Bernie's oh, Holiday Restaurant. Shane. Yep, about the, uh, the end of an era. Well, it's the beginning of, of a new era. So we'll get a chance to uh, catch up with what? Shane on that this morning. What? To be I'm very confused. New era. Well, I can't wait. It. You will find out. You'll have to sit there with bated breath. Yeah. Whatever that means. I, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but do you have to thaw it out first? That's yeah. what I want to know. So, and it's all coming up. That was great news about the um, about the broadband. I know you had been working on that and talking about that for such a long time. Well, the thing was, we were going to roll out the, the the wireless program, and then we got approached by Archtop, and you know that seemed like a much better idea, considering you know you know the topography of the county, and you know it took a little bit longer, but we think in the long run it's the better move for the county, and the, and the private investment part of it too. You know, I, I think there'll be more uh, spent from the private investment than the taxpayers' funds on that, which right. I think people, uh, uh, which by is, and I'm large, always a fan. Of yes, and I, I think people in Sullivan County, by and large, are as well. If they can still get a good deal without having to uh, pay more taxes, kind of thing, uh, right. it sounds good to me. So yeah. I, I think uh, too, there's just still too many parts of Sullivan County that are not served or are underserved. By high-speed internet. Like my driveway, for example. <laughs> in yeah. Valley, there is no surf. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and again, being with radio, we're very familiar with the challenges of the, mm-hmm. as you said, the topography of the area. And that is a challenge. And, and that's exciting that that's going to be taken care of. Oh, it, it will be taken well, care of. I mean, it, this is going to be wired in, into the homes of... 90% yeah. of, of the county. And I know for me, I've said this before, if I were looking to move somewhere or, or build a home or buy a home someplace, the high-speed internet would be a make-or-break decision part of it. Because Correct. if it didn't have it, I wouldn't go yeah. there. You Correct. have to have that these and days. And think of how that goes for businesses, how important Correct. that is. And Again, so good news. And again, a lot of great things that are going on throughout the county. I'm going to catch up on more of what's going on next hour. Again, thank you for being here. Thank you for making Silberto and Friends a part of your morning. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh, get out of bed. It's the end of your snooze. Time to wake up! So shower and shine up your shoes. Time to wake up! We'll bring you the weather and traffic and news. Silberto and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's six, uh, 8.09. I'm Paul Silberto. <laughs> I don't want to go backwards. Rob Doherty, Sullivan County Legislation. Legis- what, you know. what was it? <laughs> quack, quack. Take two with the new tongue. <laughs> Sullivan County Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty is here. Director of Communications. Dan Hoost is here. It's a Tuesday morning. How's it coming unraveled now? That's I, I, mean, I, don't know. I mean, I have to tell you, ever since Jody has been going downhill. Oh, now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway. He, he really likes you. Jody coming, he not coming up this hour. Okay, so. Coming up this hour, though, our weekly conversation with Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther. Terry Grafmuller, our Liberty Rotary Club <laughs> update. And in a little bit, we're going to speak with Shane Felipe. Um, we talked about the end of an era with Bernie's Holiday Restaurant, and now the beginning of a new era. We'll find out in a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I could just text Shane. Yeah, hey, right. I told him. I told him not to answer you. <laughs> like he didn't know that already. Yeah. I, to, I told him to ignore your text. So we text each other during hockey season all yeah. the time. Yeah. We're both Rangers fans. Oh so. boy! Uh. And big news. Big news. Going up on my Facebook page and on Catskills News Talk's Facebook page in a matter of minutes. The photo of, and you can tell by the look on Rob's face and my face. Oh, no. The photo of hanging out with Dan. Oh, let me tell you something. In his shirt. And Mrs. Bignensky oh, original. Let me tell you. I should have taken the shirt off. No, you shouldn't. Have. <laughs> no. Oh, please, no, God. Please. Please, God. No, that. At least he's not wearing a tie with that shirt. Yeah, which that's true. I, yeah, well, I would of, not with this kind, shirt. What kind of tie do you wear with that shirt? Well, I don't know. He, 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 he wears short sleeves and ties all the time. He hates crazy. it. It drives him crazy oh that I have short sleeves on and ties. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I'm like, so. haven't you ever seen like those guys who worked on the, the sh- shooting men to the moon kind of thing or IBM? They, exactly. they wore short exactly. white shirt, short sleeve white shirts with ties, 60 right? 60 years ago, Dan. <laughs> 60 years ago. But isn't what old is new again? Doesn't trends come around? I mean, they now, had bell now, bottoms now a few look, years ago. Uh, right? Look, I think I think we proved it this morning that we could take romance tips from Rob, oh. but I don't know about fashion. Oh, fashion? Tips. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Listen, I, I, even I, though he's making fun of me here, I will give him credit. He has an amazing fashion sense for you know for other uh, people, not for myself. Yeah, for, I, for, I wear khaki pants every day. For a life. Bronx scrapper, which he he really is, uh, uh, I'm amazed how much he's interested in fashion. I, so. I wear khaki pants and blue shirts every day of my life. So don't go by me, but but uh, he can I, advise others correct. actually, yeah, and, right. and he's been good about such yeah, things. He yeah. could even identify what people are wearing and where they got correct. it from. Correct. Yes. You would not expect well, that. Well, that's because but... of my wife. Trust me when I tell you. Uh, oh, she... See, back to the so love thank story. Good, thank there goodness we go. she's rubbing off on see, Well, uh-huh. I don't know about that. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. oh. What's the secret? You should ask them, though. What's the secret to their long marriage? <laughs> What's the secret to your long marriage? <laughs> like I said, she doesn't listen to them. <laughs> I've been married 28 years. We've been together 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Mutual respect for each other. There you go. You know, it's tough because we're both eight personalities, so it's... That's the thing. I mean, yeah, you meet her, and it's it's, like you would think they would be clashing all the time, but that actually works. No, it works. Yes, it works. Uh Well, he listens when she says, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's what does it. You talked about fashion sense. Me now, every every day with the the dark blue Catskills News Talk shirts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they look sharp. Yeah. I I thought I'd get one for, you know, having to sit here for another... 47 minutes and 6 seconds. Oh. Not that I'm counting. But. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. See if he gets invited back. Exactly, now, right? yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I never I never thought the romantic side of Rob Darty would come out, but it did this morning. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah. Well, well, you know, to be fair, you know, we, you know, we've been together a long time, and then obviously during the cancer thing, that was a big deal. Right. You know, and then yeah. uh, that, uh, you know, you know, we had a good marriage before that, but that, you know, really mm-hmm. you know, changed everything. That's cool. It really is a Not good marriage. Cool They're two happened, peas in a pod. But, you know. Yeah, we are two peas in a pod. They yes. really are. Yeah, yes. that's what they are. Yes. So. For all our differences, we are very much alike. Well, that's good to hear. I'm going to have to, yeah. Pastor Seth is going to have you speak at a, at a marriage group one time at Restoration Church. That'll <laughs> let's, be let's it. Let's go. That'll be good. Let's go. That'll work. How, that, how many people that, do you know have been married for 28 years? That's a good point. You know? That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, but it'll be in a church. You'll have to not use any profanities. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you can't say Jesus Christ there, right? Uh, yes, you can, but only in a certain way. Oh, okay. Exactly. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, boy. I shouldn't way. have brought it up. No, you okay. shouldn't have. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I will say, one thing mm-hmm. I forgot to say in my uh, county update. Yeah. Just be aware, folks, some of the schools are starting today. And other schools will be starting this week, and the school buses will be out. And uh, let's just uh, take it cautiously and with awareness when we're out Even there. when they stop so. on the other side of the road, you must stop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's yeah. like uh, like a, there's law. part of 17B that are four lanes wide, right. you still have to stop, even if you're Good. way over on the other side of the road from them. I don't know about four That's lanes wide, a three-lane-wide spot. There's, there's one little spot at the top of the oh, hill boy. under the Marcy South Power Line. <clears throat> and by the way, I just got the a debate message. has started. I just, <laughs> I just got a message from Pastor Seth Switzer. Yeah. He said, don't worry, 
They have technology to censor him. On. Yeah, right. He'll just be like, beep, beep, yeah, beep. Yeah, so I guess you're on. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So that'll work. So, um, Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting? I um, heard the, uh, the story uh, nationally that so many schools that are scheduled to start are delaying because of the heat in certain areas. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't heard that here, but then no, not, no, no, not, not everything's not starting. Here. Like Eldred, I know, starting today, but I think like Monticello, Sullivan West, they start on Thursday. Yep. I think there's some others that start tomorrow, but I think by the end of the week, all the public schools will have started, and yeah. I think the, the private ones have already begun. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things we're not so used to necessarily having them out on the roads, but they're going to be there, and this, their safety is more important than us getting where we need to yep. get uh, on time. And we so. have uh, we have uh, messages from uh, Sullivan County Sheriff Mike Schiff talking oh, about that being aware of the, the kids Excellent. being back in school and, and, and safety as well. Very good. Catskills News Talk 92.5 and 94.9 weather. Today it'll be mostly sunny. It already is. 87. Tonight, mostly clear. Low of 64. Tomorrow, sunny. High of 89. <laughs> Tomorrow night, mostly clear, low of 66. Thursday, mostly sunny, chance of showers and afternoon thunderstorms, high of 90. Friday, partly sunny with a chance of showers and thunderstorms possible, a high of 83. Currently, it's 64 degrees and sunny in Sullivan and the Catskills. You'll be working with them the rest of the day, so you can see as the day goes on and it heats up, the shimmy will get a little... Yeah, slow. the shimmy gets yeah. goes away oh, by I, the end I, of the I, day. I, so. Actually, I... Silberto and friends. What can I say to be on the radio? Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk. 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 820. I'm Paul Silberto, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman. Rob Doherty is here and uh, Director of Communications, Dan Hoost, on this Tuesday morning. And now, Rob, you can find out what we're talking about. The other day we had uh, this gentleman, Shane Felipe, from Bernie's Holiday Restaurant. On the Catskills News Talk line, and we talked about the end of an era. And Shane, um, good to talk to you again this morning, my friend. Good morning, Paul. Good to talk to you. How are you? Good. Now, we talked about the fact that uh, the last few days of uh, Bernie's Holiday Restaurant this past weekend, and I know you had a great turnout as a way to uh, to say goodbye, as you put it, one of the you know one of the last really great holdover restaurants from the the history. Of Sullivan and the Catskills. How did things go, first of all, um, with the wrap-up weekend? Uh, the weekend was great. Sunday we had a, a going-away party, and we it was a private event. And, uh, it was really nice. There was hundreds of people here. I'm standing here with uh, Randy Resnick, who uh, ah. was part of the whole thing. And uh, a special guest star. He heard Rob Doherty was on, so he figured he'd show up. Hey, Randy, <laughs> no cursing, Randy. <laughs> hey, Randy, how are you, my friend? I'm good. <laughs> good. Randy, then, then I can let you talk about the beginning of a new era, because Rob is totally confused, but that doesn't take much. Um, but we were talking <laughs> oh, about... <laughs> holy cow. We were talking about the fact that uh, so many comments on really just... And I had said to Shane the other day, Randy... You just think about all the special occasions, all the birthdays, the anniversaries, the engagements that happened as part of Bernie's uh, Holiday Restaurant. And uh, again, this past weekend, the end of an era. But let's talk a little bit about what I say is the beginning of a brand new era. It was so cool to see the Facebook posts. Yeah, so we've, um, you know, it's been a little bit bittersweet, right? I mean, uh, as much as we want to, you know, go out there and move on um you know we have made so many relationships over the years that we absolutely cherish and uh you know as you said you know even myself i'm a bernie's baby i was rolled in here in a stroller in the 60s and uh you know to watch it go away is is a little bit disappointing but at the same time you know you everybody needs to move forward and we've been actually at the uh the old hunts landing we're rebranding at the landing we've That's been where I got the- married yeah, right. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So also another legacy type place. I own the Dodge Inn. I own Bernie's. Now I'm going to own the Hunts Landing, and um, and it's it's the same thing. It's a it's a Pennsylvania legacy. I mean, even people from Sullivan, because Sullivan borders that that you know that area down there, and uh, we definitely are looking okay. forward to you know kind of a new start down there. I mean, we've got two catering halls. 
We're building, uh, obviously, we're building a restaurant. Mr. Shane's in the middle of it all. And uh, we're having two two menus, a bar menu that's going to have comfort food on it, and then like a Bernie-style menu. So we're kind of excited. We've been down there for a year and a half, but now we've been really, you know, uh, changing gears to get renovated. And we should be open probably in three weeks. Wow, wonderful. Wow. I was going to ask you about the time frame, so that's so good to hear. Again, I love the name, Mr. Shane's. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Did you see the logo? Did you see the logo? I love it. I love that logo. <laughs> so, so, so no more Annie's Pub? Annie's Pub is gone? No, no more Annie's Pub. It's Mr. Shane's, and Mr. Right. Shane's is the most famous guy down there. Everywhere he goes, they're going to recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and again, like I said, de- definitely the beginning of an era. And yes, I absolutely <laughs> loved love the logo. But uh, again, so we're looking at three weeks, the opening of Mr. Shane's. Um, the beginning of a new era at the landing in Matamoros. And, and like you said, over the years, I, too, have uh, have been there and frequented the, the landing. I've even I've even disjockeyed some weddings a, at the landing. And it is another tradition that's carrying on and continuing on as well. Yeah, it's definitely a legacy restaurant, a legacy establishment. I mean, we we're definitely drawn to those type of things where we take them and we feel like, you know, we take them to another level. I mean, we're, we've renovated one hall. We have this room where the restaurant used to be called the Birch Room. It's absolutely beautiful. The bar's been renovated. The The main catering hall is almost finished. The, the, what we call the uh, the parlor, which is the room that's attached to the catering hall. We have the cocktail party before you go into the, the big room for the event. Um, that's all done. We built a bar in there. We've uh, put a dance floor in there. And uh, the and then the you know we can hold up to 350, 400 people in there. So it's, we're excited about it. I, I can be. see you why. Always do a great job, Randy. I mean, we, we we sent each other private messages the other day. You you always come out on top because you work hard. You have great vision, and you know I'm excited for your next your next chapter in life. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate that, brother. And you know um, you've done so much for the community uh, over the years, and it's good to hear. That, like I said, it's a nutrition tradition starting, but really continuing on the tradition of quality. Randy, I've got a request for you. Oh, my God. Do you think that we can get Mr. Shane T-shirts so we can have Shane's picture on more shirts than uh, Mr. Peanut's picture? <laughs> I don't know how popular Shane, yeah, Mr. Shane's going to be when hockey season comes yeah. around. I'm going to tell you that right now. now. You, really want to do it. You, really want, you really want to do it right, Randy. You're an innovator. Yeah. You should get Mr. Shane printed underwear. That's what you should get. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I got to talk to you, too, Randy. It was, uh, it was great to hear from you. And, again, congratulations uh, all the best, like you said, bittersweet, but now so exciting about the next chapter to unfold, Mr. Shane's, and it's so exciting to hear that we're talking about uh, about three weeks when things are ready to go. Let's uh, let's get another uh, another phone call with you guys to talk about it. All right. All right, boy. Great Thanks, talking Paul. to you. You too. Take care, of you guys. Uh, Shane Take Felipe, easy, guys. Randy Resnick again. Shane, Mr. talk to Shane. you during hockey season. <laughs> okay, Rob. Let's go Rangers, baby. Yeah, there you, you go. <laughs> so exciting. Again, the beginning of a new era. Um, three weeks. Uh, good yeah. to hear that. The opening of Mr. Shane's. And again, I love the logo. Shane's face on the logo. So you got to check it out. And we'll, uh, we'll get a chance to catch up with Shane. And again, Randy. When uh, when we get a little bit closer, so again that that's exciting news. Um, again, I think it's great news. You know, the end of an era. And you you know, just I, think I, of the I, memories. I've been friends with Randy a long time. Uh, you know, when he was in Kanganga Lake, we used. I mean, you know, my wife and I hate that he used to say it all the time. Is like you know, he eats here fourteen times a week. I mean, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you about the guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, we eat lunch and dinner there that whole summer, and then you you know, then they rolled into Bernie's and Crust and. Uh, I'd sent him a picture from, I think it's 2014 in Crust. Um, And, you know, I've always appreciated Randy's work. He does a great job. Um, You know, really really makes your dining experience, you know, just that, an experience. It's not just about going out and, you know, ordering food. It's an experience, and he does a great job with it. Yeah, and what a great team with he and Shane. Oh, Shane's a great team. They've got an amazing, an amazing staff, but Shane is... Love top Shane. notch, absolutely top love notch. Him. You know when we had done those uh, uh, dinner over the rivers on the bridge there in Thompsonville. You know Shane led the the wait staff for that. Um, I had supplied the chefs, 
and you know the local people had supplied the food and uh the combination you know randy really brought all that together and those were three great events um that seems was i think that was like 12 years ago wow and uh yeah it was all you know good stuff yep. shane's always been a class act and uh, shane is a great guy i think it's a it's a great tribute to a great guy that the new restaurant is mr shane so and we'll get a chance to catch up with them as we get closer to the opening again at the landing in uh, Matamoros. Coming up on 828 now on this Tuesday morning. Silberto yeah! and friends. Tell me, what do you think of the traffic problem? What do you think of the marriage problem? What do you think of at night when you go to bed, you beat? Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. It's 833 now. Catskills News coming up at 9. Catskills News headlines with Mike Sakel. The Sullivan County Sheriff's Office and their Deputy School Resource Officer at Eldred Junior Senior High School, along with the state police, are actively investigating threats made against Eldred Central School District and its students through Instagram. The district superintendent and school board chairman are involved in the investigation, and the district fully supportive of having a safe and timely opening of the school year. Eldred Central School students return to classes today. The State Board of Elections has recently become aware that individuals across multiple counties throughout the state have been going door-to-door impersonating County Board of Elections staff. Locally, Sullivan County Board of Elections Commissioner Lori Benjamin says no such incidents have been reported, making clear Sullivan County Board of Elections would not visit voters in person. And the National Weather Service issuing a heat advisory today beginning at noon until 7 this evening. Hot temperatures and high humidity may cause heat illnesses. That's what's happening. I'm Mike Sakel, Catskills News. Catskills News coming up at 9 on Catskills News Talk, 92.5, 94.9. I'm Paul Siliberto, Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County, Rob Doherty. Sullivan County Legislative Chairman and on the Catskills News Talk line now, it's our Liberty Rotary Club update. It's Terry Grafmuller. Terry, how are you this morning? Good. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to talk to you. What's happening with the Liberty Rotary Club? Well, let me start by congratulating Shane with the the first of many Mr. Shane restaurants. Uh, (laughs) We're all all very proud of that that happened. Uh, Right now, we're in the middle of our summer raffle. Actually, we're near the end of our summer raffle. If you see a Rotarian, help yourself to buy a ticket. We've been selling them at the Trading Post and the Liberty uh, Diner. The drawing is the end of this month, so uh, 500, 250, or 100 of their prizes. Coming up this Friday night, we're having a dance to raise money for Special Olympics. This is our second. We held one last year run by Joe Abraham, our friend. Uh, it's at the Lock Sheldrake Fireman's Park. $20 a person gets you a live DJ and uh, some food. And it's a kind of an inclusion event. We have a lot of people from our local servers of people with disabilities bring the guys out. Uh, it's a fun time for all. Stop by from 6 to 9. On September 30th, where you do distribution on our coats that we're trying to collect right now, you'll see boxes in Jeff Banks, Wayne Banks, uh, Meisner Insurance, and some other businesses throughout the county. And we'll distribute those coats between 10 and 2 in Liberty on September 30th. Uh, Welcome. Walk for Alzheimer's is coming up. Gary Lee started a team. Anybody that wants to join, just contact the Rotarian. That walk is going to be uh, in October, I'm sorry. And we're also going to do our annual spaghetti dinner on Tuesday, October 24th. And I think that's it for right now. Oh, the Dave Thompson Spirit Bear and Wine, that's coming up for November. We'll have a meeting on it tonight to start preparing that. Uh, that's to raise money for local scholarships. Yeah, and again, great things locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Terry, change of seasons now. We're getting the the, the meetings are moving. Yes, this is our uh, first meeting back at Yasu Cafe. Anybody that wants to stop in, 6 o'clock our meeting starts, 5.30 social hour. Have a nice meal with us and see what Rotary is all about. Yep, meetings are, uh, meetings are Wednesday night. And again, it would be a great time for you to find out if, uh, if you um, would like to become a member of of the Liberty Rotary Club, and like Terry said, find out what Rotary is all about in general. Go to CatskillsNewsTalk.com, and uh, on the click list, click on the logo for the Liberty Rotary Club. Terry, I appreciate it. We'll catch up again next week with another Liberty Rotary Club update, all right? Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. All right, Terry Grafmuller, our Liberty Rotary Club update. It's 8.37 now. Good morning. 
Silberto and friends. You guys are the best. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. I'm Paul Silberto. It's uh, 8.41. With me this morning, we've got Dan Hoos, Director of Communications, Sullivan County. And that little storyteller, Sullivan County Legislative <laughs> Chairman, <laughs> Rob Darty, on this Tuesday morning. So, And again, that heat advisory in effect from noon today. Do, uh, do take heed of that. All right? So keep that in mind. So let's talk a little bit more uh, about, the, uh, about the broadband, because I know how, how huge that is um, of a deal throughout the county. Oh, it's a, it's a game changer. I mean, you're going to have high-speed internet wide right into your home um, in places that they're going to cover 90% of the county, and then the county does have a system all ready to go that is you know more of a direct TV type you know uh, service that's very effective. I mean, I, I've seen it work before. Um, so the county's putting up uh, this year, I think, one or two more towers this year, and we'll you know, to give us 15 towers in total, and then and we believe we're looking at another two towers next year. So, as you know, as the county's you know network grows, you know, it'd be more and more effective. Yeah. And again, um, there's been so much growth in a lot of the areas that you spoke about that don't even have the, uh, you know, don't even have the service yet, and just no. consider how much it's going to add to. The well, economy and to the impact and to the quality of life. Well, I mean, I, I think I mean, the one thing we learned from COVID is mm. how poorly, you know, it is. I mean, you know, kids couldn't do their homework. I mean, it was a major issue. Um, you know, telehealth became a very popular thing during COVID. A lot of people had trouble doing that. I mean, we, you know, Mike Brooks was really in charge of this project. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's. That's his thing, and he was really into it. And you know, I wanted it. You know, mostly for the the the, the scenic byway, um, and we really pushed for it. But when Archtop came in the game, it was it was worth waiting for because they they're going to change the whole game for us and have it literally wired into your house. Mike Brooks too. I, I don't know how many people realize what he does. He does this for a living. He works for a major local employer, and works on their communications, their tech. Uh, technology and their communications. He's, and he's leading the effort on this because he's got that personal expertise and that knowledge. He understands when they throw around technical jargon and the industry slang, if you will, he understands what they're saying. So I, I watched him in action when we visited Archtop Fibers headquarters in Kingston a couple of weeks ago. And he was very at home in that environment. Uh, he understood, whereas Josh the county manager and I might not have really understood some of the terms that they were saying. Um, he understood what they were talking about and how doable it really is. And both he and Josh have, have taken a look at the, at the finances of the company and understand, and I think Rob has as well, um, to understand that, uh, these, these guys are not just some smoke and mirrors game or just, Another cliche, fly by night. Right. Kind of, they, these guys know what they're talking about. This is what uh, they have done in, in prior jobs, and they plan to make this happen, not just in Sullivan County. Like I said, they're, they're in Delaware County. They're going to do Ulster. Uh, I know they're going to get into Wayne County, Pennsylvania, not far from where I live. Um, they're uh, an upstart, but in the true entrepreneurial sense, right. and we're happy to partner with them to really benefit everybody in Sullivan County. The goal is to get as close as possible to 100% coverage in Sullivan County. You're never going to get that entirely. Some people don't want to be connected. Mm -hmm. uh, so, okay, fine. Uh, but we want to have as many people as possible have the option of being connected. And not only that, the ones who already are connected, maybe to have some healthy competition in the county, not a monopoly. Now, if, if again, you had mentioned earlier, but let's talk about timeline. Uh well, the, at this point, uh, we're we're ready to go. I think Archtop is as well. They're just working out the details of uh, agreements with those who own the utility poles. Sometimes Correct. it's a utility company. Sometimes it's a different company. But there's lots and lots. I can't imagine how many poles there are. Yeah, so, but so, they have so, to work out agreements. So, so there's a thing called a pole permit. Okay. So if you want to put your um, apparatus on a pole. 
so like when when they go on towers, when Verizon goes on a tower, they need one, okay, and then they broadcast it, okay. But when you're going into people's homes directly, you have to get poll permit for every poll that it's going on. Hmm. Every so, poll, yeah. So when you're yes. running these, you know, when you're running like telephone lines, you have to go and get poll permit for every poll. I mean, just think about how many telephone poles there are in the county, in in three counties. I mean, it, it's a lot. So, you know, that, that's been the... Yeah, the, that's the, taken time. The, that's taken a lot of time. But I think once that hurdle's cleared, and, then and, it, and, and it and, happens very fast. And they're very cl- close to, to clearing all the hurdles. Yeah. And then they have the wire in hand. Um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the county manager's uh, monthly report, you can see, you know, a picture of it, um, which is on the, the, gov- you know, the Southern County website. Um, you can see just spools and spools and spools of it. 22 million feet. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they're ready to go. I mean, you know, again, you know, everything takes time with, 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 with permits and everything else because, you know, again, it's every pole you have, to, you know, so you're like, oh, we're going to go on this pole. We're not going to go on this pole. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, they're, it's they're stringing wire and they're not, uh, uh erecting poles. They're going to use right. the existing pole. Correct. Um, or in certain places underground, there's this micro trenching that they're going to demonstrate to us where it does this little bit of uh, trenching, like an inch deep or, or an inch wide kind of thing where it just, it can go under a road, underground. It's hmm. very minimally invasive and it, I guess it's is happening actually, all over in, it's in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way they were talking about it. Um, in places where they can go underground, it's a cheaper, um, in the long term way of doing it because it's more protected from the elements. So, um, yeah, we're going to hopefully be again at the forefront of some interesting technology here. Um, I would say by next year that, that we should be able to see this being rolled out. (laughs) Silberto and friends. You, you, him, her. Weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9. Good morning. Winding down Silberto and Friends on this Tuesday morning. It's 8.54 now. Paul Silberto, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty, and Sullivan County Director of Communications Dan Hoost here. Time now for Catskills News Conversations. Here's Mike Sakel. Last week marked International Overdose Awareness Day. Today, Catskills Conversation goes back to an earlier talk with Catholic Charity CEO Shannon Kelly. On the Catskills News Pod, we spoke about how Catholic Charity works with other county service organizations in the battle against substance misuse. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, the uh, overall picture of uh, substance misuse, recovery programs in the area, and uh, and is the line of communication open? I mean, you know, we have a new methadone uh, mm-hmm. uh, treatment program that's here in, in the county in Monticello. There's several other new initiatives. So how does that all fit in the big picture with uh, yeah. with Catholic charities here in our community? I think in general, the county, um, Sullivan County, does a pretty good job of bringing all the parties together so we can work through different workflows. You know, Catholic charities certainly it provides a lot of services. I know since we took over the campus here in Monticello, over 3,000 people have entered our care. Um, but... We know we can't do it all, and we really rely on the other providers that have entered the the system to to work with them. So, for example, methadone. You mentioned that Lexington is offering methadone now. You know, I said Mm -hmm. earlier, breaking the stigma on medication for opioid use disorder is really a core, core goal that we have at Catholic Charities. And methadone is one type of treatment. We don't offer it, but for some people, that's what works and that's what they need. And, um, you know, they may need it longer term. They may have other needs that they get from us as well, right? So we work we work together and we really try to all be person-centered, right? This means each individual coming through any door in Sullivan County for drug and alcohol treatment should be treated as an individual person with specific and unique needs, right? And yeah. that may mean we need to work together on certain cases or with certain folks um, that we one provider maybe can't do it all. So yeah, I think folks yeah. work together well. 
and and the lines of communication seem to be open. Uh, yeah. You you all interact with each other. Has the the Hope Not Handcuffs program provided you with more intakes? Uh, is, yeah, there are times is that where something we get positive. Ref- the angels at Hope Not Handcuffs they um, oftentimes make referrals to our campus. We've had some of them, um, some of the staff, and some of the angels in for tours so they could get mm-hmm. a sense of exactly, you know, where are they referring and put names to faces of the people at Catholic Charities that they'll be talking to. But, but yes, we have had some referrals. Do you also have communications with our Health and Human Services, um, of course, the Opioid Task Force? Mm-hmm. You have members from Catholic Charity that are on the, no, the pillars, right? We chair, I think our prevention director, Dawn Wilkin, actually co-chairs the prevention pillar. Yes, and yes. then we participate in several other pillars, the United Sullivan Pillar, the Treatment Pillar. You know, we're very involved. Um, And again, these are ways, like I said, the county brings providers and the public, you know, uh, together. You'll find the complete conversation on the Catskills News Pod podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and at RadioBowl.com. That's Catskills Conversations. I'm Mike Sakel. It is 8.57. Coming up on 8.58 now, that's going to wrap up Silberto and Friends for this Tuesday morning. Rob Darty, Sullivan County Legislative Chairman, thanks for being here this morning. Quite right. Dan Hurst, <laughs> Director of Communications, thank you for being here this morning. And evidently the worst dressed person in Sullivan County this morning. Oh, I didn't say, so. I didn't say <laughs> that. He didn't say that. <laughs> he says oh. it's horrible. No, it's yeah. not a good-looking shirt oh. at all. I didn't say it's horrible. <laughs> I just... Well, you but, could, doubling down again. You could... <laughs> You could, you could judge for yourself. The photo yeah, was on uh, I, I just saw it. You know, my Facebook page uh. and Catskills News Talk's <laughs> Facebook page. And like I said, judge for yourself. Oh, we'll boy. S- we'll see you guys again next month, Dan. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right. You guys have a great day. You too. Coming up tomorrow on the next Silberto and Friends, Lindsay Wee will be here, Commissioner Monticello Joint Fire District, member of the Monticello Fire Department and Vice President Monticello Fire Department. The uh, Sullivan 180 Healthiest Fire Department Challenge is winding down. We'll get caught up with Lindsay on that. Chris Red Blissett will be in with us as our guest co-host. He's performing in Million Dollar Quartet at Shadowland Stages. Look forward to uh, Red joining us. Ray Pucci has our Delaware County update. We're going to sp- we're going to speak with Doug Sanders. I talked to you about local programming starting here on Catskills News Talk 925949. Pardon me? It wasn't just hype. Of course it wasn't just hype. Doug Sanders will be joining us. Doug Sandberg talking about a program for veterans. Joanne Giroux, our care update. Cindy Ray, Hancock Herald update. Audrey Garrow, our single bite update. Our weekly conversation with Congressman Mark Molinaro and Jim Boxberger. No hype. Monticello Farm, Home, and Garden, the Garden no, Guru. No hype needed. There you go. It's happening tomorrow on the next Celebrate on Friends. Be careful with that heat advisory today. Catch you tomorrow morning. Celebrate and Friends, weekday mornings on Catskills News Talk, 92.5 and 94.9.